Welcome to Unpacked Shorts with me, Katie Harrison, and Peter Franklin, who writes our Unpacked column, which explores interesting articles published elsewhere. Our guest today is Unheard Deputy Editor Sally Chatterton. Hello there. Sally. Uh, Peter, we've heard a lot about populism over the last few years. Remind us what we mean by populism and where we're likely to find it. Well, broadly, I mean new political movements that disrupt the status quo. Um, and, you know, we've had those in America with Trump's takeover of the Republicans. Um, France, Marine Le Pen and the Front National. Um, but also left-wing populists like Podemos in Spain and Syriza in Greece. So it's, it can come from all angles then? This it sort can, of, yeah. yes, yes. And not just right and left. You get centrist populists. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's... But the... the, the key point is disruption of the status quo. And is this a, is it a global phenomenon? Are we seeing it everywhere in the world? Well, um, in a lot of democracies, certainly. Um, but <laughs> well, you're, there, allowed to, you're allowed to dissent. Exactly. <laughs> but there are exceptions. And in a way, those are more interesting yep. than the ones that do have populist movements. And you've been looking at a particular one? Yes, Japan, um, where the um, political establishment seems remarkably undisrupted and in um, a piece for Project Syndicate um, Ian Baruma tries to explain why that is why is Japan the the big exception here and do we have any headlines for that do do you any major conclusions well he looks at the cohesiveness of Japanese society which he sees as fairly equal and even when it's not equal um, people seem to have uh, valued uh, an honoured place in so- in so- society. If I can interrupt you, yes, there, I absolutely. think that's, I think um, I think it's interesting what's said, but I do wonder whether Japan is building up um, a silent future problem, a sort of a neo-populism, really. If populism comes from the voices of people who are, uh, are dissatisfied or feel that they're not being heard, there are a lot of unheard voices in Japan, aren't there? The 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 young who are at home looking after the elderly. That sort of thing. What do you? Yes, um, but it's still a society with pretty much full employment, very low crime levels, and a sense that even if people aren't equal, they fit in somewhere. Everybody knows their place. Is that what you're saying? Well, yes, and you know, you could argue that that's in that sort of society, you've got. Um, you know, that can be very self-serving for the people at the top. Um, not so much for, as you say, people like women who often face uh, levels of sexism uh, there, which, you know, might be bad enough here. Arguably, it's a lot worse in a society like so, Japan. So if those people then are not particularly finding a voice, um, is, th- is this a, something about repression? Are they not, are they scared? Um, well... One thing that I take a look at in in the article is that um, Japan has some very strict law and order policies, um, and that's that's putting it mildly. You've got um, in in the courts, if you're unlucky enough to be tried, you will almost certainly be found guilty. The acquittal rates are tiny. And then that's bad news, because if you go to prison, prison in Japan is no holiday that's for sure um and um i look at an account um from a, uh, a, another website which gives an idea of just how grim solitary confinement is and just the 
you know, the, the, the starkness of the conditions there. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it does seem to be a very static society, Japan. Um, and I wonder if that's because it's so homogenous. Yes, well, it, it has remarkably low rates of immigration compared to um, Europe, Europe and North America. Is that by design? Well, it seems to be. Because if, you, if, you, if you look at the, the number of asylum seekers who are accepted, it's a tiny percentage. It's well under half a percent compared to rates of, I think, something like 30, 40 percent, which are more typical of Europe. Um, and um, the, uh, you know, almost everyone in Japan is ethnically Japanese. There are a few Im immigrants, um, few more because of um, the fact that demographically they've not got enough workers. Um, but it's it's a society which is much more uniform. So is that bit maybe depending on which kind of populist you are? <laughs> yes. So, some certain kind of populist stream. Well, you, you could argue that what would be the point of a populist movement in Japan when the country is al al already economically protectionist, it's got a very hard-line immigration policy, it's got a very strict law and order policy. That's kind of... Charismatic leader? <laughs> uh, well, that, that, well, it has now, yes, yes indeed. Um, um, but you could argue that, uh, and he gets on very well, this is, um, this is Abe, yeah. uh, Prime Minister Abe, he gets on very well with Donald Trump, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um, and you could argue that Japan is, already is what populists in other countries would like their countries to become. Of course, in a few years, 2020, they will uh, host the Olympics. Yes. We usually find as a bit of a global spotlight on an Olympics or a World Cup country, all sorts of things come to light about experiences of different kinds of people in that country, human rights, abuses or not. What do you think we're likely to find in Japan? Um, well, I, I, you'll see a very sort of well-ordered society and I don't want to give the impression that it's it's like North Korea or, or some other ultra repressive um, state but um, if visitors think they can get away with drunken behavior um, I think they'll find the Japanese police um, fairly firm with them. Wow well, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> really. Thank you Peter Franklin for exploring this uh, this article with us today. The article itself is by Ian Baruma on Project Syndicate. You can read Peter's analysis of it at unheard.com. Thank you Sally Chatterton for joining us as our guest. From me Katie Harrison and our producer James Coney. Thank you for listening. Please rate this episode on your usual podcast provider so that others can find us too. For now good Bye.